Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. Hello! Not trouble the morning to you, Sakina, and the rest of the listeners. Sakina! Asian stocks are falling for a sixth straight day, their longest losing streak since February, Clive. Um, Uh, And there's, uh, of course, anxiety over the health of the global economy. Yeah, that still is hanging over um, the global equity space. It's it's a really, really serious thing. But by the way, the the comments by the IMF as well yesterday did not necessarily help. It just made things actually very worse. And that's that's why we see the Asian markets waking up this morning not looking great at all. Uh, More than two stocks drops for everyone that rose in the MSCI Asia-Pacific equities in Asia, excluding Japan, by the way. They're still uh, uh, offline up until Friday. They won't be working uh, in the market until it close until then. So Australia's benchmark rates also slid by the most in one month, month. We saw the Hong Kong as well, still very hectic. Um, not necessarily great things to have a look at there. I was looking at the comparison with regards to the dollar's weakening and how that has impacted on some of these Asian markets. And you can already see most of them who are earning, obviously, in the greenback are st- starting to take a little bit of a, uh, of a turmoil, uh, evidence of economic weakness in the U.S. to China and the U.K. U.K. yesterday came up with numbers uh, on, the, on the manufacturing side, not necessarily great, but we know. These stories come back as well. We remember we've been speaking about it two weeks ago. We spoke about the fact that the metals industry is in, is in turmoil in the United Kingdom. So this continues to be an issue for them, and they're having a really, really tough time. In a now familiar theme, traders are becoming concerned about the possibility that the next volatile market swing, in this case, is downwards and not too far away. It's going to happen any time, any, any moment from now on. So the MSCI Asia Pacific Takeda, it's down uh, by 1%, and it's leaving uh, optimism that, in actual fact, even the likes of S&P ASX uh, 200, which also sank by 1.1%, by the way, simply because of the fact that uh, after cutting the rate, uh, it seems that the market was so shocked that it hasn't taken that into consideration as well. So very, very important uh, uh, information. But what's important is that the Asian markets are a bit under the blanket. They it's are, the and... <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, you know, um, we keep hopping back to China and uh, the yeah. commodity frenzy there also causing all sorts of issues. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're going to love, huh? You know what Chinese retail uh, buyers are buying? Oh. <laughs> They're trading stocks, the futures, on eggs, anaconda. <laughs> They've become a new commodity. They've become a new fad. People are buying eggs on the stock exchange. I cannot believe this. <laughs> Obviously, no, you know, we talk about mm-hmm. the, the mini eggs. I don't know if there are any golden eggs, but I'm, I'm told that as you, know, as you compare the stock market, even eggs have been better investments in China in 2016 with the futures climbing by 27%. That was the cost of a dozen of eggs in the U.S. slumped to 24, uh, by 24% in the, in the first quarter. So the epicenter of the commodities boom, however, has been still reinforced by New reinforcement bar. You know, I'm a battler. I'm a battler. You know, I'm a battler. That's what's happening here. They're also up by 38%, and people are buying those. They're buying those particular uh, type of stocks now, and they're actually doing better than the actual gorge, uh, uh, which is the actual uh, the, the Shanghai Composite. It's very interesting time, so I don't know if you, know, if you want to buy some eggs. You need some ostrich eggs, Mm-mm. golden eggs, <laughs> or just buy, the, just buy the goose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about that. I'll think about that.
worries. The, the, the yeah. ratings downgrades uh, here at home, now that could ah. lead to some capital outflows, couldn't it? Yeah, well, we, we, we knew that was going to always be the risk. And so uh, some commentators are already starting. In actual fact, yesterday the Central Bank came out, uh, the uh, South African Reserve Bank came out saying that if there was to be an actual downgrade, that will hamper, that will definitely create more uh, capital outflows. That is a concern because obviously we want those flows to stay within the country. So how do we stop this? I know that we've, there's been attempts from both government and private sector to try and convince uh, those, the moodies of this world to not to downgrade it. And I'm hoping that you know, we, can, we can go through the third quarter without any downgrade because we need that. If we can get through the third quarter, I believe that we'll be safe and sound into uh, 2016. Well, Clive, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Go and have yourself something nice and warm. And uh, speak to you tomorrow, our market analyst, Clive.